Hello and welcome back to another episode of Want to Do What. Today we've got Vic on and she's the founder of Antler Social. Hi Vic. Hi Daniel, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Let's jump straight in there. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, so, uh, oh my god, where do I start? Um, Right now I'm a co-founder of Antler, um, myself and my partner Matt run a social agency that's TikTok first. Um, so everything and anything to do with TikTok, um, we can help with. So how did you get into this kind of space of social media and marketing and that kind of world? So I started making my own content back in 2017, no, 2016, um, halfway through my A-levels. I was really sick of education. I was just done with learning. And I thought at the time I wanted to be a makeup artist and um, I did not want to go to uni. I finished learning. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something creative and I want to learn on the job. So I started making videos of my makeup and posting it on Facebook. And um, the goal was that somebody would see me and hire me for work, be that, you know, like a prom makeup job or a movie or Strictly Come Dancing, whatever. Um, (laughs) So that was the original plan. A little while after growing a little Facebook audience, which was amazing, like the people on Facebook were brilliant at the time. Um, I went over to, I was introduced to an app called Musical.ly. And the person who introduced me to it was like, all of these people are like nine years old, um, they're really like excitable and they love content, but everyone that's making content is a fellow nine-year-old just like dancing to music. <laughs> so he was like, based on your content that you're doing already, why don't you try like your stuff? And I was like, oh, that is actually a really good idea. So I had a look at Musical.ly and it took me two weeks to pluck up the courage to post something because I was terrified. <laughs> it is that daunting when you've got an account that just says zero. And I'm like, oh God, I don't even know where to start. Like, it's, it's just a scary it. thing in general, isn't it? Posting it really on social is. media and putting yourself and out there. Exactly. And it's so daunting. And I'm like, God, I really don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. How am I supposed to come across? So I posted something and it was rubbish and hilarious. And it makes me cringe to this day. (laughs) But um, that was the start of an amazing journey. Um, That was early 2017. And by early 2018, I had a million followers and I was living my best life, like learning everything and anything to do with TikTok. And obviously at that time it was still musically, but learning all about content creation and audience growing and niches and really not even realizing that I'm learning it because it's just, I'm enjoying myself. Um, And then from post TikTok times, I joined a company called Jungle Creations. Um, I'd wanted to work there for three years, like prior to actually getting the job. And eventually uh, had an interview that worked and (laughs) worked there and I was running their TikTok department. And um, yeah, we grew their following from about 100K, 200K or something to, um, over 2 million accumulative followers. Wow. So that was an awesome couple of years, just like, again, learning from a totally different perspective. It's not me personally, but I still care about everything that I'm doing. Like I'm still creating that content, but, um, you know, it's part of a wider team, it's commercial aspect, it's a publisher. Um, it was incredible. It was just such a fantastic two years. Um, and then that takes us to a couple of weeks ago, really, a couple of months ago where I decided, you know, TikTok is this, big fast moving train and if I don't jump on it and really absorb and like submerge myself into it I'm gonna miss it I figured I'm gonna jump on that train and my friend Matt came with me he was also working at Jungle at the time and now we're riding that TikTok train like we're on working on um TikTok first stuff so 
any brands, creators, publishers who need any help or work in the TikTok realm, uh, we want to be the people who do that. So it's been a crazy journey. And that is so, so, um, you know, squished down. Uh, it's such a mm. huge story. There was so much that went involved in all of that. But can't bore you too much, Daniel. Got no, to- I, I love it. I, I've been... I've been so excited to get you on because I absolutely love stuff like this. I'm, I'm a bit of a sort of marketing geek. I love reading marketing books and, and, and focusing on anything like that. So what you've done as well, you know, taking the career side of it as well, you've just showcased that you can take something that's a bit of a passion and content creation can legitimately become a really, really good and, you know, impressive career already for you. Yeah, it's really fun. And like, you know, I'm only 23. I'm still learning this. And but even Matt on a call earlier today made a great point, which was people who want experience don't have that luxury in our bracket because TikTok's only been around for a couple of years. So so the idea of experience isn't a thing. It's more about and I love it. It's more about personality. It's more about hunger. It's about drive. And I think there's because, you know, the younger generation like Gen Z, whatever, are so much more um, content savvy they're mm. growing up with that hunger and drive and excitement and creativity so it's a really really interesting and exciting and forever changing bracket of the world to be in and it's it's awesome I absolutely love it so let's sort of double down on how we can you know now make content creation and things like this actual careers because I mean I think that's really really it's a it's a really cool step that we've sort of taken in the last five years where that can actually become a full-time mm. career um, mm-hmm. so for anyone thinking about doing this or, you know, they might say to their mom and dad, look, I, I want to go into content creation. They go, what, what are you talking about? You, that's not a job. Like, mm-hmm. You go and get a proper job. What actually is content creation and what can it kind of lead to? I mean, you, you've given a great example about your career, but some other examples of what content creation actually is and then how you can take it forward. Yeah. I mean, there's so, so many ways you can do it. But I think the one thing that springs to mind that is the coolest is working for brands or publishers within their creative team. Every single brand or business will want marketing, obviously. And every single brand is now on social media. And if they're not, why not? That's weird. But <laughs> For the most part, yeah. they are. Um, if you think of TV ads, right? Like TV ads, a really normal type of marketing. But actually, if you think about the audience that they manage to reach, it's tiny and borderline, like not even worth it. You know, you get a Hoover ad that comes on at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday and it catches all the yummy mummies that are sat watching it. But okay, there's 500,000 mums watching it. um, But then there's, you know, 250,000 mums that are actually making a tea and they're not watching the TV ad. And then Mm. there's within that 250,000, okay, only 100,000 are... Um, really interested and only 50,000 want a Hoover and only 20,000 are actually going to look into it and only 5,000 could buy one. So actually you're paying such a vast amount of money for such a small potential outcome. Whereas with content creation and online social media world, you get to target really interesting people who actually are of value. So, you know, if you have that same Hoover company and they use uh, Stacey Solomon, for example, well, she's got a load of audiences that are all, uh, you know, kids and and that sort of lifestyle. So you've got single dads, mums, whatever, who would look for that. And then you've got a much more, um, you know, targeted marketing approach. So with that, like brands and whoever don't really always need a video being created. And that is content creation and that is social media content. So being part of a branded a brand's marketing 
kind of team is a really interesting way to get involved in content creation. But then at the same time, you've got, um, you know, publishers and where I used to work, Jungle Creations, where they had six or seven different brands and within different verticals and they have one of their brands which was craft factory they had a team of four or five people all creating crafts every single day and that is content creation um but then you have the people who do what i did which is running a channel so that is content creation. there's so many different ways that you can get involved and it's such an important part of our day-to-day life now which is both amazing and sad that we all spend so much time (laughs) on our phones but if we didn't this job wouldn't exist it is incredible and the power of it is mad so there's so many ways if you just even take a one person that you follow on Instagram that's a brand or a publisher or creator or whatever they've had to content create in order to get that post to you so if you're interested in it how do you do that and just tackle it from there yeah I think what you hit on at the beginning there of your answer was um, dealing with brands and that every brand is going to need some sort of Mm. marketing department. Um, And it's a really interesting point because recently that's come up loads in this podcast. You know, we're lucky enough to get, you know, loads of great founders like yourself on the podcast to talk Mm. about their careers and industries. And weirdly enough, we had um, a couple of guys from Agritech, which is just tech in the farming world, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying that that's going to massively affect things like agriculture to the point where farms are now going to need their own social media teams to create brands mm-hmm. to sell yeah, their crazy, goods. Isn't it? So it's just like when you think about it, this is going to become it's already a massive industry, but it's going to become absolutely ginormous, isn't it? Mm, it'll become the complete and utter norm like if somebody said to you in five years time down the line you were branded on a traditional brand and you were like oh, I don't have a content team or I don't have a strategy you're going to be on on your ass like there's no chance that you're ever going to get any sort of notice from that because it is going to become and I honestly do think it already is totally totally vital yeah, um, yeah. so I think it is the most powerful marketing tool and honestly like there's no way that um it will disappear it, the only thing that will ever happen is something new some new technology comes in to overpower it but you know for the for the meantime and certainly for the near future where this is this is life this is normality which is nuts <laughs> it's crazy isn't it um content creation wise let's talk about that you know people want to jump on and become content creators i mean you've obviously done amazing to create that following you know a million followers that's that's mad um <laughs> so any advice for anyone thinking about becoming a content creator themselves? Oh, there's so much. The first thing is, and it's so cliche, but do not worry about the negative effects that you might get when content creating. Um, You will have negativity in some capacity when you're growing. So ignore it. Like, what's the point? What are you gaining out of it? And it's so easy. It's so much easier said than done, especially when it's like, somebody telling you, oh, just ignore it, it's not a problem. No, it is a problem and it is really difficult to overcome it. I remember when I just started on Facebook and I think I had like 3,000 page likes, nothing really in the grand scheme of things. And I got one comment that said, this is rubbish or something like that. And I got so upset and I turned to my mum, because obviously at this time I'm still a teenager, I'm living at home and I'm just going to my mum, I don't want to do it anymore, everyone hates me. And she's going, oh, get a grip, but like, it's not that bad. And I was like, Mm. no, you're right. Like you just have to train your brain to move around it and you know looking at you know all the positives it's so easy oh I've got 100,000 likes but I've got 20 negative comments who gives a shit you've got five times times the amount of the O2 liking your your comment why are you caring about like a classroom worth of people yes so it's a really difficult thing to move your head around but it's so important and I think that's how a lot of people struggle 
um, in terms of growth is just, you know, being a bit more relentless with your, like, I don't give a shit attitude. Um, but also, you know, doing something different. I guess it's, it depends what platform you're looking at, but especially for TikTok, like finding something you really love and just sticking with it because people care more about what you enjoy rather than what you think they enjoy. Um, and to be honest, KSI is a great example of this on YouTube. Like he had his main channel and it was really high production, thought through content that he was like, my audience likes this from me, therefore I'm going to create it. Now he's creating a second channel where he's like, I'm just going to have a best time and, and live my best life. And he just started creating content where he's reacting to his own Reddit and he is literally just reading out Reddit posts. And it is some of the most entertaining pieces of content that I watch. Like I love yeah. it. And it's because he's so clearly having a good time. So the more you try and force content into sitting into a bracket that you think people want, the less likely of success story you'll have. Um, but in terms of like TikTok specific, it's like embrace the community. Like if you're going to join a, a platform that clearly has a USP and clearly has a way that content works, mm. don't try and sit outside it. Like not to be blunt, but you're nothing special at this point. Like yeah. get involved. Like people love the community aspect. People love the challenges, the music, the trends the whatever it may be the the tone of voice um something i talk about so much at the moment i found like a broken record but like it's so true like tone of voice is so important and tiktok has a tiktok language that not many other platforms have like i don't see a language that's universally used across instagram the way it is against tiktok like people calling each other bestie or pov this pov that there is just that meme format that just lives on tiktok that everyone understands across the board because it's the way people communicate and the way people entertain each other so mm. don't try and do anything out of the box or, or something nuts like just okay this is working and this is my um kind of circle I'm just going to do that and do it with everyone and like join forces if you can't meet them join them get involved like have a good time and um follow the trends as they come I would never suggest try and be a trendsetter because mm -hmm. the risk of doing that like it's just not really worth it You'll, you get so much better reaction out of your audience if you just get involved and show people you're willing to set aside that, oh, it's not brand friendly, or oh, it's not really on my, no, it's not, it is, of course it is, like, anything I'm just brand ask friendly. That actually. You know, yeah. do, do you, you know, when you're speaking to brands and it's kind of unfair because, you know, your agency is very, very new, mm -hmm. but I guess that's going to be a question you'll get, you know, okay, we're going to follow this TikTok trend, but like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't fit with our brand. Oh, so yeah. How do you not. sort of na na uh, navigate that? Yeah, so even pre-Antler, to be honest, like even when I was working as a creator with brands or at Jungle with brands, like that is a question you get all the time as, oh, that doesn't quite fit my brand. And it's just like, well, do you want to go on TikTok or not is effectively my answer, <laughs> like to be too like, really blunt. And I, I'm this is why, I've, to be honest, the main reason why I partnered with Matt because he it can be much nicer, but I just, I'm just like, <laughs> this, is the, this is the platform. Like, I don't know what else you signed up for. This is it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're always like oh no that's true because it's like well you know you want to be on tiktok and you want to be a part of the generation and the demographic that is as powerful as what tiktok holds so why would you try and do something that they don't care about or they don't want yeah that is the whole point of tiktok is you're tapping into a new audience and nobody's had to tap into a new audience before because this is the first platform that this de this demographic has sat on and it's the youngest demographic we've ever had for social media like you know, you've had your Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat all happened when the main demographic demographic of people were like 13, 14. So we just grew up with it. Whereas these, you've got people now that are really young joining the platform and this is their new thing. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like I've just really rambled on that. No, no, that makes sense. Makes sense. So then the point is like, you don't know how that demographic think because you're not a 16 year old, but people who live and breathe the platform who are 16 to 24, whatever, who spent the last few years on that particular platform, they want a particular type of content. So don't try and give them something that you're doing on YouTube because no one cares. People want that fun, short, snappy, engaging content on TikTok because that's what they signed up for when they even opened the app, let alone made an account. So by giving them something that they want, you're automatically appeasing them in the TikTok stratosphere, which is huge, but you're giving them something that they want and that they're expecting entertainment from. Mm. Um, So yeah, my God, that was such a long answer. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. (laughs) I could talk about this so long, Daniel. I love it. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> um let's talk a bit about antler social so obviously oh, okay. that, that's come along recently um I, I personally love it i think it's an absolutely brilliant idea um you know tiktok first and uh, and an agency just specializing in that i think it's a brilliant idea but talk us through uh you know what antler actually does specifically when a brand comes to you, you know what kind of things do you do and, and how does that work yeah so we are still quite new obviously like even though we've been working behind the scenes for a couple of months we're only this is our fourth week. So very fresh kids on the block, um, which is quite fun in some ways, quite very challenging in others. And, you know, we are at the moment because we're new to it and we're still learning from a business ownership point of view. We're kind of just like, yeah, what do you want? And we'll make it happen. Like, we're not going to say no to anyone. Um, Not because we don't need to, but because we don't want to, like, I want to experience working for a a creator or a brand or a publisher or campaign side or whatever whatever it may be like we want to experience it and give it a go and try and help people where we can so with that comes like quite a wide range of stuff that we offer um i guess the two main pillars that we've got are the always on kind of community management and account management pillar um which is what, what does that actually entail Yeah, so we create all the content, Um, either we'd work with said client to with their like content team to strategize and come up with a good TikTok format and give them weekly content that we want to see, or we create that for them if they don't have a TikTok team, so sorry, a content creation team. Um, So we would go out, find a creative to create the content we want. Um, we'd work with them and then we would edit that all in-house and then once the content's made and, and it's been approved we go onto the TikTok platform on their account and we um, upload it post you know copyright so do all of the um, captioning and that includes all the tone of voice that we've like discovered and, and understanding what trends and hashtags are working so getting involved in those as well if we think it's necessary mm-hmm. um posting that obviously then you've got all of the comments so replying to anyone that comments and then spending time on their channel in general on the for you page um to get to make sure that you're commenting on popular and relevant content so and it's something that a couple of dating apps like hinge does really well and tinder too to be honest where anytime i click on a video that's a that's been huge like four million likes or whatever mm. and there's a lot of those on tiktok and they're always on your for you page the chances are one of them are a top comment they're just really smart of getting their names out and hinge hasn't posted anything and they've got nearly ten thousand followers but it's purely wow. just off community management so by just talking and getting involved and starting conversation on a on a channel they're getting a following people really underestimate the power of tiktok comments like people will post a funny video and then people will then comment about that video saying that the comments are funnier 
Um, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a whole bracket of content where somebody will be laughing on the screen. They'll go, oh my God, I've just seen this video, but the comments are hilarious. And then they'll go through the comments on that video and that's their content. That's their um, content. That's it. And it's so hilarious. Wow. Like I find myself in stitches over them because they are just really funny. Com- comments on TikTok are so good. Mm. So there's such a wide range of things that and it's really important to be like on top of community management. So yeah, that is the other thing that we do. And then that obviously comes down to like reporting and we tweak our content where possible if we need to in terms of strategy. Um, and then the other pillar is the campaign side. So, um, you know, we've got another client called Buzzworks and um, we... Um, are doing a three-month campaign, which is the most exciting brief I've ever seen. And obviously we saw a few at Jungle too. So there's been a few floating about and this particular one really stood out because it's, uh, I think it's really powerful. Um, Obviously coronavirus really struck the hospitality industry and people really struggled. And obviously within hospitality, you've got staff and the hospitality are really struggling to get applications in for staff and if you don't get applications you don't get new staff if you don't have staff you can't open your venue and if the venue can't open then it all closed down officially mm. so it's a horrible chain effect that's very brutal and very fast so this particular chain buzzworks um came to us and we're like we want to do something different for our recruitment because we've done the same thing um and we're doing you know the normal and we don't want to do the normal we want to do something exciting so we want to do a recruitment drive on tiktok um so yeah, it's awesome. So we're working with some creators to kind of come up with a strategy per each person. Um, obviously, they'll have different creators depending on what their work is on the platform. Um, and yeah, we'll just try and push people to sign up and apply. And it's it's effectively a comment this sentence and that's your application for the job. So it's a really interesting brief. And it's that sort of stuff that I think uh, is the most enticing to a lot of brands just because they want to see an immediate outcome and the always on stuff is just a bit of a long game which is my favorite the long game is just the smartest way to do it i guess um, then you can you can make investments where you see you know in any year's time or six months time okay this is going to pay dividends because you've got that always on effect yeah exactly exactly so um for sure and, and it like there's a there's a comp you know, Ryanair have a great, I always talk about them and oh my God, again, people must get sick of me talking about the same people, but they are just such a good example because the Ryanair account on TikTok and anybody that's listening, if you haven't checked out Ryanair, um, once you finish this podcast, obviously you should go and watch uh, Ryanair because you'll lose about four hours of your day, but it's so worth it. I really, They're so good. Um, Ryanair is an airline, which in theory, the content should be so dull. What, yeah. what video could you possibly make on TikTok about a plane? Mm. But she's this girl behind the platform. Nobody knows who she is, but she's absolutely genius. She's so funny and she's just smart. And they've played the long game and they spent six months building up a following that really loved the content. And now they're drip feeding information about Ryanair flights because they've got the following who actually care. So rather than going straight in for the hard sell, they're, they're playing the longer game and the long game is so worth it. Mm. Um, but obviously that is a longer term investment and you've got to kind of sit on a bit of hope and wait for it to happen, which a lot of brands don't like doing. But yeah. the ones that do, like Ryanair, are reaping those rewards, which is great. What do you think about um, social media in general for sort of 
um sort of business development you know because back in the day and, and still it still happens now there's you know cold calling that goes on mm. um or, or you know sort of old-fashioned business development and I, I do some business consulting with some you know smes and i always try and say to them look if you actually want to do business generation actually you know instead of just cold calling that nobody nobody's gonna answer nobody wants mm. like stop sending cold emails um if you build an audience around your your niche or your industry that will pay dividends way, way above just cold mm-hmm. calling. And social media is the access to that. And, and what you're doing with TikTok is, is one version of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, this whole social media world is, is going to grow, like we said earlier. Um, what kind of, um, you know, every company is going to need it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were thinking about applying and, and going to, to these companies saying, maybe they don't have a social media team or maybe they have a small social media team, how would you approach that and say, look, I've got this skill set, um, I'd like to do X, Y, and Z. Is that something you'd maybe recommend somebody wanting to get into social media? Oh my God, 100%. Funny enough, my, me and my cousin had this exact conversation um, literally last week. He's 18, he wants to get into content creation and, and um something creative marketing way thing whatever and he was like I just don't know where to start mm-hmm. um my immediate response was research people you care about like brands you care about show them that you've done some research and then follow the the setup of what's the problem what's the solution no what's mm-hmm. the problem what's the opportunity what's the solution mm-hmm. so the problem would be in this case okay you don't have a social media um what's the opportunity had a social media account you'd be able to reach x y and z people and then you would get x y z conversion um and you'd have x y z pr whatever anything that they kind of want it to generate they get away that it can create that mm-hmm. um and then the solution is i'll do it i'll literally do that for you like this is what i'm can do this is what i have done this is my skill set even if you haven't done it like experience is such a blown out of proportion thing in the social media world yeah the younger you are the better you understand it you can be a 40 year old social media executive and i still wouldn't wouldn't hire them over a 16 year old 18 year old who lives and breathes it and knows the most up-to-date stuff um so i don't think experience is all that in the creative world i think it's more about your knowledge of you know what's working and what people want so it's more about just spending time on the platform rather than industrial industry-wide experience so yeah I would just say do some research put a nice beautiful looking deck together Mm -hmm. um, that says problem opportunity solution and um, make it really bespoke to the brands that you're pointing out to Um, I did that back in the day back in the day of my (laughs) when I was just on TikTok and I was just reaching out to publishers and brands but instead of doing it in a deck form I, I made a video yeah so I would talk to them like just talk to the camera um because i am really bad at writing things down um so yeah just showing that you care is the most important thing and showing a willingness to help mm. is brilliant mm. like if someone turned around to me and matt today and and we we're, obviously we're hiring at the moment but before we put out the application if somebody had turned around to us and gone oh my god like we want to work for you this 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 and this there is absolutely no way in hell me and matt would disregard that we would be so over it like so invested in the fact that they put so much time in um so yeah just showing you know some human care about it is so much more important than anything else in my opinion Mm. I by the sounds of it I think you might agree with me here as well we so we talk about like university and and whether you know going to university is right for people or or right for the industry in general Mm. what do you think about people going to university that want to go into sort of social and creation at the moment oh don't do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay um 
I oh it's a tough one you know do it if you want to I would say in this industry you don't need a degree like degrees are in my, I mean this is gonna ruffle so many feathers and uh, me and my brother argue about it all the time because he went to uni mm-hmm. but I'm like unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer I'm sure there's ways around in the industry outside of uni to get a job and it's great for people that want to you know experience living out of home and and having that social interaction and doing some new things that you can't get pre-uni I totally get that and if that's something you really want 100% do it um but if you're going to uni because you're like okay I want to be a social media marketer marketer so I should go to uni for three years learn about whatever and then go on and do that there is absolutely no point you'll learn so much more from just doing it and there's you know so many people in the world who give that advice and help and knowledge for free like anything you want to learn like paid ads for example you've got facebook blueprint that's a great example of an amazing free option where you can just get free training on facebook ads you wouldn't need to go to uni for that so i do think for the most part i mean i'm so biased because i didn't go to uni and i'm literally like you can do it on yourself it's so much more rewarding that way but you know there is that social element which i totally understand um, I'm just a bit of a granny at heart. Like I love sitting at home with my cup of tea and my dog and a little episode of EastEnders. And that would be <laughs> just nicely. And if somebody came around and went, do you want to go clubbing on a Wednesday? I would tell them where they could take that suggestion. Vic, um, you're a woman after my own heart. This is powerful. <laughs> do you agree with me? I thought oh, you were going to say I no, agree you with you. I totally agree with you. Oh, I, we love to see it. I just, like you say, doctors, lawyers, and you're right, loads of people are going to get annoyed by this. And I say this all the time. Uh, my co-host who couldn't actually be here today, he went to university and did engineering. So like, perfect. You needed yeah, to go, like you, that works. But there's so many courses, I think, that people just like, why are you going? You're spending yeah, four years, you're getting some debt. Just go into the real world. Like, it's scary and it's nerve wracking. But after the four years, when you come out and your friend comes out, I think you'll be in the better place, to be honest. That's exactly it. I saw everyone in my year, whether they were my best friends or somebody I didn't even speak to, I saw every single person as a piece of competition. So I was like, God, you're going to uni. You're going to be three years behind me. Yes. By the time you come out. So I'm going to get ahead of you as fast as I can. It didn't matter. Honestly, like my best friend went to uni and I was like, you're still competition as far as I'm concerned. Because you'll be going for the same jobs that I am. Um, But then, you know, at the same time, she went, had a fantastic time, had yeah. the best life. Do it, like whatever you do, you. But I, I think also for me, um, like, you know, I I went straight, so I had a corporate job. God, back in the day, um, for about <laughs> for about five years. But I started right. when I was eighteen, right? So oh, once I decided, actually, that world's not for me. Mm. My friends were just coming out of university and thinking, oh, what should I do now? Mm. it's like i've already i've already chosen that whereas if they go into an industry that for five years and they're like "Mm, actually not a bit of me it's going to be a lot harder for them to change yeah 100 oh my god my sorry my dog's just come in and i've never ever seen a muddier creature in my life (laughs) they are officially black oh no (laughs) um yeah i couldn't agree more and also um you know people who come out of uni will have the expectation of okay i've just had i've done a uni degree now so i should be on a 28k starting salary in the social media world it's like good luck (laughs) yeah just not the case people don't care people don't care like if you're going into social or you're going into content creation or whatever, you will start off a junior, whether you've got a uni degree or not. If you don't have any experience, then you're not going to get those top paying or top level jobs just because that's not what people want. Um, you've got no experience in the industry. The industry experience is so vital to your understanding and, and knowledge and way of working and mm. also business wide too. So 
you know, it's so important to get that experience. And obviously if you do that alongside uni, then 10 out of 10 to you, like, yeah, that is great. Love that work ethic. That's cool. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people go to uni, club all the time, do their amazing dissertations and get fantastic grades, but they come out and they're expecting this top level job. And it's kind of a bit like, oh, sorry, that doesn't, that doesn't really happen in this industry. Yes. It's a tough one. Um, Vic, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I've loved hearing about your new company at The Social and what you've done in your career. Um, and I wish you the best of luck with everything. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And where can people find you or your company? And the social is uh, all over LinkedIn, as am I. I think it's under Vic Bannum. Um, we're currently over there. We've only just started a little website. It's pretty cute. Uh, I think it's called antlersocial.com. There's bits and bobs on there too. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much.